Hi, hello, friends. Uh, Fed policymakers have signaled they're going to begin to raise interest rates at their March meeting to slow the economy. They believe this will reduce inflation. Well, they're making a huge mistake. Higher interest rates will harm millions of workers who will be involuntarily drafted into the inflation fight by losing jobs or long overdue raises. There is no labor shortage pushing up wages. The real shortage is good full-time jobs, paying wages that keep families afloat. Raising interest rates and slowing the economy will worsen this shortage. It's cruel and it's unnecessary. There's no wage price spiral either. To the contrary, workers' real wages have dropped because of inflation. Although compensation climbed rapidly in the fourth quarter, it failed to keep up with price increases, making most workers worse off in terms of the purchasing power of their dollars. Wage price spirals used to be a problem. Anybody remember when John F. Kennedy jawboned steel executives and the United Steel Workers to keep a lid on wages and prices? But such spirals are no longer a problem. That's because the typical worker today has little or no bargaining power. Only 6% of private sector workers are now unionized. A half century ago, a third were. Today, corporations can increase output by outsourcing almost anything anywhere in the world because capital is global. A half century ago, most corporations had to bargain with their own workers to get more output. These changes have shifted power from labor to capital, increasing the share of the pie going to profits and shrinking the portion going to wages. They ended wage price spirals. Slowing the economy won't remedy either of the two real causes of today's inflation continuing bottlenecks in the supply of goods, and the ease with which big corporations with record profits are passing these costs on to consumers in higher prices. It's not difficult to see the supply bottlenecks. You just look at the dozens of ships with billions of dollars of cargo idling outside the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, through which 40% of all U.S. seaborne imports flow. Big corporations have no incentive to absorb the rising costs of these kinds of inputs, even with profit margins at their highest level in 70 years. They have enough market power to pass them on to consumers in higher prices, sometimes using inflation to justify even larger price hikes. A little bit of inflation is always good in our business, the CEO of Kroger said last June. What we are very good at is pricing the CEO of Kogi Palmolive added in October. Finally, slowing the economy is the opposite of what's needed now or in the foreseeable future. COVID is still with us. Even in its wake, we'll be dealing with its damaging consequences for years. Everything from long-term COVID to school children who are months or years behind. The U.S. economy is still almost 4 million jobs short of where it was in February 2020, which means we're probably 6 million short of where we would be had the pandemic not hit. The jobs reports for December and January reveal continuing weaknesses. Consumers are almost tapped out. Real, that is inflation-adjusted, incomes are down 
Pandemic assistance has ended. Extra unemployment insurance is gone. Child tax credits have expired. Rent moratoriums are over. Small wonder consumer spending fell six-tenths of a percent in December, the first decrease since last February. Many people are understandably gloomy about the future. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey plummeted in January to its lowest level since 2011, back when the economy was still trying to recover from the global financial crisis. The conference board's index of confidence also dropped in January. Look, given all this, the last thing average working people need is for the Fed to raise interest rates and slow the economy further. The problem most people face isn't inflation. It's a lack of good jobs.